ACRA.org podcast coming your way. This is episode 342, guys, another compound episode. Our SARM series continues. Steve Smee here and Rick. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, guys. Yes. Uh, so th- this episode, we're going to be doing LGD. And LGD was one of the first SARMs that I ever used. Um, it's one of the original SARMs that uh, when SARMs first came out, you could basically order it uh, off of SARMs website. And I used it myself when it first came out. It's a solid SARM, um, selective androgen receptor modulator, guys. It's an actual SARM. Uh, Ligon Pharmaceuticals was the one who discovered it. And the way these SARMs work and the the way LGD4033 works is it binds to the androgen receptor of muscle and bone, but it does it selectively. So you're not going to get the types of side effects that are associated with anabolic steroids. So that's the nice thing about using LGD versus steroids. I would say it's it's very similar to RAD. Uh, maybe a little less potent than RAD. And then some of the more potent SARMs that you're seeing coming out, like S- S23 and stuff, those are way more potent. And um, so LGD is kind of a, a, a good solid SARM. I'll put it that way. And we're going to talk about it in this episode and tell you everything that you need to know about LGD, which is, which is uh, Anabol Lacum. That's the actual uh trade name for it so i'm gonna bring in rick tell us a little bit about what you know about lgd's history and and all the good stuff you know well yeah lgd was discovered by linkedin pharmaceuticals and is currently under development by viking therapeutics now viking has some drugs in development they haven't brought one to market just yet they're um hoping they can bring lgd to to market the last time that they filed a form to have the drug approved was in in November 2016. You know, it seems that if uh, Viking doesn't bring a drug to market pretty quickly, uh, their stockholders are probably going to start selling that share. Really, it's uh, it's a company that doesn't quite develop drugs. It licenses technology from other companies like Lingdom Pharmaceuticals and tries to bring them to market, which is a, a pretty interesting kind of niche to have a uh, pharmaceutical company that does no real research of its own, just tries to market, I guess, and, and get approved and get used other companies' discoveries. It has been in, in clinical trials. It's made it all the way to phase two trials, most recently in 2016. It has been in the market probably a good decade, maybe just over. It is one of the real SARMs, one of the, one of the SARMs that actually does attach to androgen receptors selectively, unlike maybe a, a GW that doesn't really do that. LGD actually does attach to androgen receptors. In my opinion, from everything I've seen, it's stronger than S4 as far as uh, muscle building effects and on the androgen receptor, and definitely stronger than the Ostrin. Ostrin probably being the weaker of the three, S4 being the middle child and LGD, and that mix being probably the stronger one out of those three. Again, a legitimate SARM. And not much history on it. Some guys have gotten popped for using it. 2015, the quarterback of the Florida Gators, Will Greer. Uh, 2017, Joachim Noah is banned for 20 games from the NBA. 2019, Australian swimmer 
Shayana Jack tested positive for LGD. August 2019, Canadian sprint canoeist Lawrence Vincent Lapointe tested positive. It's been found in racehorses as well. That is just some history on it. Uh, what, what do you have, Steve? Yeah, well, Keem, no, I remember that. That was um, he actually got 20, 20 game ban in the NBA for that. Um, it was a it was a big deal at the time. He's a very good role player uh, the, uh, in the NBA. And then Will Greer, he's now the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. He did make it to the NFL third round pick, although his rookie year he wasn't wasn't really good. Um, so, yeah, the interesting thing about LGD Rick, it is one of the three SARMs currently in clinical testing. So, as you mentioned, there's a chance it could get approved at some point. And, you know, that would be, that would be pretty kind of interesting. Uh, Austrian is the other one. And then BMS is the third, but BMS isn't something that we use. So, you know, let's go over some of the, some of the benefits, um, you know, let's explain a little bit. So some one of the things on LGD does really well is it's going to give you some nice lean muscle mass. It's going to strengthen bones. It's going to strengthen muscle. And like Alsterine, there is some evidence that it helps with healing. Although at the, when it first came out, it was considered way more anabolic than Alsterine. I would say now it's, you know, definitely not the most powerful SARM out there. But at the time when SARMs first started being sold to athletes, it was. So a lot of athletes started taking 10, 20 milligrams a day and they started getting those good benefits um, in in those for context uh which sarms came out later on that kind of were stronger than lgd and knocked it off its throne because yeah for a while when when the first set of sarms came out which is gw s4 osterin and uh, and lgd were the first four original sarms right uh, lgd was the strongest muscle builder out of the four of them uh, what what other sarms in your opinion have knocked it off of that pedestal yeah rad was the first cuz rad is you know, a step above it. And then S23, which I had the pleasure of using actually very early on, but the problem with S23 is very expensive. So we're talking three, four times as expensive as LGD. I had the pleasure of using it. Very, very powerful. And then you had YK11, which is well also very, very powerful that are now available um, and you maybe like even two years ago, you couldn't get legitimate S23 or YK11. So we've come a long way. But I'm not saying that LGD doesn't have good benefits because it does. Because, you know, these S23, the side effects are very, very much more. And then YK11 is a little scary to me because, you know, we don't really know a lot about it. So, you know, I, it's only really been around less than a year, like legitimate YK11. So um, LGD is definitely the cream of the crop. If you want something that's been tried and true for years, right? I think LGD is still one you want to definitely respect. And the side effects are very, very low compared to some of these others. You know, like S4 gives you vision, S23 really really strong um on your re reproductive system very much more suppressive so with lgd you're not going to get much suppression on it the blood work doesn't lie uh, you might knock a point or two off your lh and fsh that's it it's not going to shut you down like anabolic steroids will it's not going to give you prostate problems it's not going to give you estrogen issues 
So side effects are, are almost non-existent on it besides that minor suppression, a little bit of liver issue and a little bit of off uh, throwing off your cholesterol. But other than that, it's, it's as clean as, as you're going to get. So there was one uh, study that was done uh, that I want to cite. And this was done on a rodent. Uh, they were castrated. They were left untreated for 14 days to allow for muscle and prostate to atrophy. And then they were treated with LGD after 14 days and they showed potent activity in the skeletal muscle, but very weak activity in the prostate, despite higher concentrations being found there. And then there was another study. This is what Lagan uh, did. This was over a month. Showed that you had uh, rats that had increased muscle mass. And that was related to an increase in, increase in muscle fiber cross-sectional diameter. So we've seen in these rodent studies the benefits. And then like everything else, athletes noticed it. Athletes decided, you know what, we're going to pick up on it. And we're going to start using it for our own uh, benefits as well. So yeah, you're, you're on mute now. Yeah. Like I said earlier, OGD is one of the, one of the original ones, one of the first four original it's, it's the strongest one out of the four, as far as muscle building goes, muscle building effects. Some guys do report some good bulking on it. It's not very clean, kind of dry bulking like an Anavar would, but it is, as far as all of the other sums go, it is your, your better muscle builder. Out of all of them, I think it's the better muscle builder, the, the one that gets the closest to steroids, and the one that has the least therapeutic effects out of all of them. If you really you know, make a, a chart as far as the, the health benefits of each one, everything from S4, how, it's, how it eases your prostate, to, to osterin on, uh, on bones, to GW on your endurance. When you get down to LGD, it does a little bit of, of that, but it's just a good muscle builder. It doesn't have, doesn't have really those, those really big uh, therapeutic effects as the other ones do. And yeah, it's just not a, when compared to something like, like Anabar, which is, <clears throat> Anabar may be uh, one of your weakest uh, steroids and LGD might be among one of your strongest arms. If you, it just doesn't give you that polished look. It's a little bit of what, what are your gains? It's what I've seen reported from guys, uh, at least when compared to, to some of the other psalms and some of the other compounds that are, that are available or, or maybe interchangeable with it, like, like Anavar. Um, there is a little bit of uh, a bloating. And what do, you, what do you think, Steve? No, I don't think there's any bloating, Rick. Um, I think that a lot of that, some of those reports of side effects, you know, you're right. Some people do say that, but I think it boils down to they're just running fake SARMs because you're not going to have any estrogen issues on it. Um, I've seen we've the blood work. Yeah. We've discussed before how um, when you add SARMs to your body, uh, there is more, it, it raises your free testosterone because uh, it competes with your natural testosterone for, for receptors. So it does, uh, some SARMs do raise the estrogen a little bit. We've discussed before, maybe not enough to give people gynecomastia, or at least that I've seen, at least people that take legitimate SARMs. But uh, the, there is some, some water retention. It's pr probably... As far as uh, uh, estrogen side effects from SARMs go, the worst I've seen reported has been water retention. So let's go over how we can stack it. So I would describe it definitely that's the cousin of Austrian for sure. 
I would also say that it has some endurance benefits, but nothing like harterine, which is a PPAR agonist. So there are some similarities to the other SARM-like products that are being sold out there. A um, little weaker than S4 when it comes to strength, but overall it's a very solid SARM. So a typical cycle of, if you wanted to cut down, what you could do is use LGD 10 milligrams a day with carterine 20 milligrams a day. And you want to use, you know, your N2-guard for your liver. If you wanted the bulk, you could stack 10 milligrams of LGD, maybe 20 milligrams of LGD. You could stack it with RAD or S23 or S4 or any of those. That would be a good stack. And if you wanted a boost in endurance, you could stack the LGD 10 milligrams a day with, with carterine or SR9009, which we haven't discussed yet. Uh, we haven't had a, a podcast about, but we will at some point. So there's different ways to use it for sure. Usually guys will run it eight to 12 weeks, very, very mild. So if you run it less than that, you may not be pleased with your results. So, you know, that, that sums up. What, what do you think um, about using it, Rick? What dosage would, would you recommend? I'm always one for using as little bit as you, as you can get away with for, for what you need. So yeah, 10, uh, just basically uh, run the experiment, 10, 15, 20, and see where, where you feel and where it takes you. I just say always start with the lowest, especially if you are a guy just starting off, start off with 10. If you are a more advanced user, maybe uh, using it as a bridge somehow, which is probably not, not the best, but if you're just using it and, and you already are a standard user, TRT guy, uh, you do oral cycles, 20 megs, it's probably what you're going to need to really to really see something and feel something from it. So 10 to 20 megs is about, it's about where it's at, isn't it? Yeah, it's that simple. And like I said, 8 to 12 weeks is really all you need on it uh, to get some, some good results. Um, so, you know, let's talk a little bit about uh, its half-life. Now, the half-life on it, we're not really sure about but we think it's somewhere between 24 and 36 hours. So if you just run it once a day, that's all you need to do. Just dose it once a day. LGD, just like the other SARMs, you know, there's capsules out there. There's also liquids out there. Which one is better? These days, it really doesn't matter as long as it's legit. So you want to make sure you use a legitimate source. Very, very important. A lot of fakes out there. These companies know that you have no way to test, test these things. So they'll send you fake, they'll selective scam you and all this stuff. So you must buy these SARMs from a legitimate source or who knows what you're going to get. Yeah, having a legitimate source is the number one thing. There's so many cowboys out there in the some industries now. I mean, it's, it's incredible. You, everywhere you go, they're advertising and there is no regulation. Look, when it comes to my supplements, every time I make one of my supplements, N2Guard, which a lot of guys take with LGD, funny enough, because LGD is... You know, they, I've seen, I, I, I'm, you know what, I've seen blood work of SARMs, and they do seem, several of them do seem to kind of mess with your liver. So when I make N2Guard, which a lot of guys take with LGD, when I make N2Generate, which a lot of guys use for post-psychotherapy, and also during their SARM cycle to give them a little boost in testosterone production and, and also to minimize suppression. When, when I make these, I'm required by law to test them for bacteria, to test them 
to have a certificate of analysis for each batch and file that, file that in a folder with my paperwork for that batch. When these guys make these SOMs, they're not required to do any of those things they're because they're, they're not even making their stuff in certified facilities. And so any certified facility goes through, through this whole process. So it's really about trusting the brand, trusting the source, uh, making sure that you, you know who you're shopping from because there's really no regulation. I can get a visit from, a, from enforcement and I just have to have my paperwork in order from all my batches, all the proofs that we did the proper testing. It's just how it goes. Uh, these guys, when they get a visit from, from enforcement, they're being shut down. The paperwork doesn't matter at that point. It doesn't matter what they filed or what they saved. So really, you've got to just trust your source, trust that they're doing the right thing and that they have your best interest and your health in mind. Aside from that, there, there isn't much else you can, you can do aside from maybe, you know, spending a, a few hundred bucks testing the bottles when you get them. And that's, that is just not, that is just not uh, feasible. It's just not economic. So really, it really comes down to just trusting, trusting the place you're getting it from. There aren't even any home kits for SOMs yet. Like steroids, there are home kits that you can get to test your, your steroids at home. Uh, SOMs, not yet. So it's just something, uh, something to know. Tell us about the legality of selling SARMs, these companies that are selling SARMs with a, how are they able to sell them using a credit card processor? And is it legal to buy SARMs or is it just for, you have to just buy them for research uh, reasons only? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, if you're buying, you can, they're not scheduled, so you can possess them, buy them even. As long as they're not taking it, they're not uh, labeled and presented as for human consumption you're pretty well in the clear to, to mess with them because they're not scheduled. They're not controlled. Possession of them is not wrong. You can have them in your car. You can travel with them. Um, the only issue where you get into some legalities is with, the, with people taking it and stuff like that. But besides that, it's really not a controlled item. It's not scheduled item. So, when you make supplements, like my supplements, they all have to be naturally occurring. In order for me to call it a supplement, put supplement facts on it, put dietary supplement on it and, and the FDA warning, all of the ingredients have to be naturally occurring. Any ingredients that are synthetic or new ingredients that are developed that are not naturally occurring in nature, you need to go through a whole process with the FDA in order to, for them to be approved. These SOMs were, are not naturally occurring. They're developed in a lab. And so they really can't be put in a supplement. It's a dietary supplement. They, they can't. So that is the, that is the real. Uh, when it comes to, to these SOMs now, is you, you can't really label them as supplements. But on their own, they're not scheduled. They're not, they're not troublesome. They're not criminal on their own, just possessing them, having them. Uh, the way Anavar would be, if you have a pill of Anavar, that's charges. If you have a pill of SARMs, any of the ones out there, it's nothing. So that, that's it. If, if uh, LGD gets approved, do you foresee it being off the market for athletes? No, no, guys are still, well, if it gets approved, then it'll be just like Novadex. Just like but you'll have to get a prescription for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, legally, you, you what you're supposed to do. But then again, 
Plum so you'd be breaking the law. If you were to access it, you would have to go to the black market then because it was FDA approved. You need a prescription, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, it would, it wouldn't change. It wouldn't come off of the list for these SARM sources. A lot of them are already selling prescription items like Novadex, like Cialis, like Clomid. So then LGD would just become a prescription item like tamoxifen, like Clomid. So like a research chemical. Pretty, it, and, it, and it already is. It's already what it's, even if it becomes. They'd have a, to sell it as a research chemical is what I'm saying. They'll have to sell it as a research chemical. And How they, are they able to sell these right now with credit card processors? They're all, they're all research chemicals or they're all novelty items. They're not, they're not uh, putting in as dietary supplements. And how are they selling it with a credit card? They find uh, very creative ways to fool credit card processors because the banks are now on the lookout and they have underwriters and teams that know what to look for because it's not just our industry doing funny things uh, with research chemicals. Uh, this research loophole is being exploited by every industry. There's a lot of head shops that sell weird stuff to, for people to hallucinate. Uh, they're just, uh, there are a lot of different weird niches and hobbies people have out there, some dark web stuff. And so underwriters and banks are, they don't want to be the enabler. They don't want to be in the middle of these transactions. Even if the buyer and the seller both, or an agreement about this transaction, even if somebody wants to sell the SARMs and somebody wants to really buy the SARMs, somebody wants to really sell them, banks, banks and credit card processors don't want to be in the middle of that. And so they're really good at hunting these guys down. So these guys find really good creative ways of getting away with it. They find good creative ways of actually um, of fooling credit card processors, at least for a while. This is why you see a lot of SARMs places that, sometimes lose their credit cards or they'll have funny ways for you to pay them or, or they'll only take Bitcoin or they'll only take alternate uh, payment, uh, forms of payment because credit card processors are proactively on the hunt for these things. All right. So, so before we close up the show, we talked about how to stack LGD with SARMs. I gave you some ideas. Really at the end of the day, it's a very versatile SARM. You can stack it with any SARM. So I just want to be clear that you can, you can stash, snack, uh, stack it with S23, you can stack it with YK, stack it with RAD, you can stack it with Austrian, GW, SR, everything. It's, it's a really good one to use. It's actually, not a, it's actually a pretty good SARM to use as a base in any SARM stack. So let's talk about steroid stacks. Is LGD worth it to stack in a steroid stack? Um, it can give you the benefits, guys. It has, it does have some soft tissue benefits, some joint benefits. It gives you some, some benefits in terms of lean muscle mass. So you could stack it with steroids. Now, if you're running a very high dosage androgenic cycle, lots of tests, lots of trend, lots of anadrol, lots of d stuff like that, you really probably are going to just waste your money stacking LGD with it unless you want maybe some joint benefits. But in that case, I would tell you to go to Austrine. And if you wanted endurance benefits and fat loss benefits, I'd tell you to go to Carterine or SR. So with LGD, I think LGD stacks really good, Rick, with something like Primo, Masteron, something like that, Anavar, T-Bowl, because you can stack it and you're not going to be adding to side effects of in that stack, but it's going to give you a nice little boost and lean muscle mass and some other benefits as well. So absolutely, yes, you can stack it with steroids in an eight to 12 week cycle. Not a bad idea. And um, it's, it'll, it'll give you uh, some nice benefits and it's got really no downside to, to doing that. What do you think? 
if I was to stack a psalm with steroids, it might be Osterin, S4, GW for those, some of those additional benefits that the steroids don't give you. When it comes to LGD, taking it with steroids, you're just taking the LGD, which is a, a weaker than the weakest uh, steroid and is not, doesn't have all of the good benefits of the other psalms. It's really that psalm that you could and should maybe run on its own, run it by itself, run it with maybe a testosterone booster like AC Generate ES, run it maybe with orimostane, laxogenin mix, maybe one of the DHEAs if you're going all over the counter. If you're going all over the counter, then uh, LGD, laxogenin, orimostane, that's a good stack. You'll be, growing, you'll be growing good muscle there. But if you're going to already shop from a source, if you're already going to receive packs and, and traffic in the black market, right? Um, then just get your whole cycle and just do a steroid cycle. And if you definitely want to use LGD, I'd say use it kind of standalone. Use it standalone in between cycles with a good testosterone booster or with a good, uh, good dose of laxogenin about 400 megs, 500 megs of laxo a day uh, along with with the LGD and maybe a remistane, 50, 75 milligrams a day of a remistane together. You got an over-the-counter cycle. You didn't have to shop from a source. You didn't have to go black market. You use your credit card. You got an over a good muscle building over-the-counter cycle with an anti-estrogen and the remistane. You're good to go. If you're going to go black market, receive packs, uh, traffic in it, you know, wait for the guy at the parking lot at the gym and get your bottles. If you're doing all of that, LGD might not, might not have a place. Just, just do the steroids. LGD is, is weaker than, Ana, than Anavar as far as changing your physique and changing the way you look. You know, it's weaker than, than Winstrol in that regard. So uh, just it, why, why even toss it in? I'd say it's good standalone uh, with, with some other um, or maybe with other over-the-counter stuff. I wouldn't mix it with black market. Black market, just go black market. And uh, Osterin has a place as, as for GW even. They all have a place in a steroid cycle because of the additional therapeutic benefits. Uh, LGD falls short to beat those out of that, and it falls short as an anabolic too. So what do you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree with any of that. At the end of the day, if, the, if it's the first time using it, I would say – you could you, you it works as a standalone beautifully now female use we haven't talked about female use we've been talking just the male use i think it's one of the best arms to use as a female uh five milligrams ten milligrams i had an ex who went on it and she uh you know she was you know getting into weight training and stuff and she she really liked it it didn't give her any any problems and she actually increased her bench rick uh, she went from being able to bench the bar to being able to bench, I think she had started, she was able to get up to like 65 pounds on the, on the bench press. I think that's pretty good. Right. She was, uh, she was actually, um, she weighed, she weighed about like one Oh three or one Oh four. So she was able to bench almost her, her body weight. I think that's pretty damn good. So, I mean, she got, she got nice benefits from it. So female five to 10 milligrams a day, staying alone eight to 12 weeks will get fantastic results. If you wanted to throw in some, some GW, 10 to, 20, 10 to 20 milligrams of GW, get fantastic results. So great, great, great SARM for, for a female, for sure. The, the best SARM for a female, in my opinion. Yeah, for muscle building, it's uh, one of the best, the best ones. And for a female, absolutely. I mean, it's weaker than 
Winstrol and Anavar, also on the side effect end. So, yeah, I mean, and I'll say this, like I say on every show, uh, when it comes, or every time we mention SARMs, SARMs haven't been around that long. Anavar's been around since the 1960s, while SARMs have been around the last decade, decade and a half. We don't really know long-term what they're really going to do or what the real long-term effects are going to be on our body, you know? Uh, Anavar has been around for 60 years. You can just imagine how many generations of women have taken and used Anavar going up to competitions. LGD, good decade, decade and a half. So we don't know. We don't really know down the line later on what the effects are going to be. Anavar was at one point approved. It went through all the trials and at one point was approved as a real medication, something doctors can prescribe. LGD hasn't yet. Still going through those approvals. And so it's just something to always keep in mind when it comes to SARMs. They all sound great, and we have people reporting great things about them. So I'm not going to be out doubting them because the anecdotes from users are undeniable. But something to keep in mind is that sometimes it takes decades to figure out what some of these drugs will do, what, what effect they'll have on, on, on a good section of the population. And you need to be aware of that whenever you put these things into your body. You need to you need to know that. Just something to throw in there. You sound like a hater, Rick. I'm hating on them. I'm hating on them. Yeah, but but it, it, it's it's real. You know, when you use Anavar, when you put Anavar into your body, we're pretty, we're pretty good on on knowing what it's gonna do. It's been around since the '60s. Same thing with Dianabol. Same thing with pretty much everything. But when it comes to to SARMs, it's, it, they're new. They're new, and, and it's the responsible thing to, to let people know that we don't, we don't really get no. But look, guys, I still use SARMs here and there. It's not my go-to, but I, and I'm going to use some more SARMs uh, in the next few months, for sure. It's not my go-to, but it's, it's something to know. All right, guys, listen, we covered everything in this podcast and more. So we'll have a next compound episode. Our, remember, our even episodes are going to be compounds, and our odds are going to be Q&As for Steve Smee and Rick has been another great episode of Evolutionary Radio. I will talk to you guys next week. Keep in touch. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.